0: welcome back to the podcast. So this is episode 50. I am very proud of myself. It's been much longer than a year that I've been sharing this podcast with you, but it's pretty cool to see we're at the 50th episode. We've had many, many, many downloads, lots of listeners from all over the world. Thanks for being here. It's pretty cool. Today, I want to share with you something that really irks me. It's truly, the amount of effort that we put into change, into trying really hard to change and to make a change. It is the amount of effort that it takes to push against our nature, the amount of effort it takes to push against everything we knew growing up, the people that we hang around that don't necessarily believe or agree with the same things that we do. It's the effort that we put into trying to change who we are at our core and to try and make what we don't think about that got us here, something that we think about so that we can change where we are. It really irks me because there is an easier way to do it. Now there's no arguing with this in my world. <laughs> what I mean by that is when I work with clients, what I'm always doing before we get into any kind of information or strategy or go anywhere is to look at what's holding you back, not consciously. We don't need to know what's holding you back consciously to look at the subconscious because success and failure is not conscious. As much as we would like to think it is, it's not, right? And in today's episode, I am going to explain to you exactly why it's not, how it's not, and really how effortless change can come about. I know that sounds a bit wishy-washy, a little bit woo-woo, but when you think about it, If we don't address what is going on subconsciously for us, if our subconscious, which is like 95, maybe even more percent of what controls our daily thoughts actions emotions reactions decisions and then results if we are not aware of like how it all begins and where it starts we are addressing the problem from down the river you know there's this old fable or story i don't know who initially said this and it's not very nice but there's this story about children in the river and someone diving into the river to rescue the children why are the children floating down the river in the first place this person's getting in the river and pulling the people out of the river the ability to actually change the problem is to go upstream and look at why the people are being thrown in the river in the first place. Horrible metaphor. But the subconscious, if we don't look at that and deal with that for what it is, it's kind of like we are standing down the river trying to deal with the consequences of our subconscious. And we just have to constantly keep trying to pull things out of the river instead of looking at why this problem has begun in the first place or why it is so easy in the first place. Because the subconscious, like I said, success and failure, they're both subconscious. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite questions to ask a client off the back of something epic that they've done is how did you create that? How did you do that? What is it that you believe? How did you think, how did you act? How did you respond? What did you come up against? Why was that so easy for you? Why did you have no resistance? And the answers are incredible because you can just get this profile of how this person experiences the world subconsciously. When we shift and change and do work and transformation at the subconscious level, we're going all the way up to the top of the mountain at the source of the waterfall to make changes there and everything else flows effortlessly. If we're anywhere further down the river, then right at the very beginning or the source of the water, we're effectively just shooting ourselves in the feet. Another way to look at this is kind of like if you were walking around with a backpack full of boulders, You know, you can still get to where it is that you're going, but you're carrying this incredibly heavy backpack. It's so much more effort. It takes longer. It's harder. It's harder to get started. You just want to keep stopping to rest all the time because it's such an effort to get somewhere when you're carrying a backpack with boulders in it. Conversely, if you are dealing with the source, if you are making sure that at every moment your subconscious, your feelings, your thoughts, the imagery in your mind, your beliefs, your actions, your decisions, everything that you do is, without having to think about it, aligned with where it is that you want to go change is effortless. Success is effortless. You can create what you want without having to force yourself or really think about it too much. And this is really at the core of all of my work. It's why it works. It's why it works for the long term. It's why it's transformational. It's not just anecdotal or slapping some kind of strategy on top of a problem. If we don't deal with a problem in and of itself, we're going to be pushing a boulder up a hill. Okay. I think I've given you enough metaphors about boulders and nature to help you understand this. Now let's really talk about it. So You know there's times when you know what you're supposed to be doing, but you just don't do it. Or you've got big goals, you're really excited about them, and after a while it just kind of fades away into the distance. You know that you should be speaking up and asking for help and asking for what you want, but you cannot get the words out when it happens. You keep dating the same person in a different body over and over and over again. Why do you keep attracting the same circumstance? You can't seem to break through a financial glass ceiling, no matter what you do. You just can't break through it. Doesn't seem right. Maybe there's something going on with your health, with your happiness, with your mental health. You'll know what I'm talking about because you'll look back in the past and see the same circumstances repeating themselves with different faces over and over and over again. This is a great sign that there is something subconscious going on. And if you want to create lasting change, it's also quite rapid and effortless. When you start dealing with the subconscious, you think about it. It's not conscious. So rather than trying to effort your way through transformation and change, when you change at the subconscious level, you don't have to think about what you've just done. It just kind of flows. So here's what I mean by success and failure are not conscious. Here's why your subconscious is in the way, whether you like it or not, whether you feel successful or not, whether you feel like you're on fire or not, your subconscious has limitations. And if you're aware of how they work, if you're aware every single human being has this, no one is exempt from it, you can make it really work for you. So in every single moment, Every single moment, there are 2 million bits of information entering the subconscious brain through your senses, sight, sound, taste, touch, self-talk, and smell. So you've got all this information entering your subconscious through the six senses and that information, we just can't process two million bits of information in every single moment. So our subconscious is very, very clever. It does three things with that information. Number one, it deletes it. Number two, it distorts it. And number three, it generalizes it. So let's start with deletion. Deletion occurs when we just selectively pay attention to certain aspects of our experience and not Now there's a reason why we do this, it's because we are searching for those experiences through something called the reticular activating system or the RAS. Your reticular activating system is like punching into Google something that you want And it does what we call opening loops in the subconscious. So we start to actually search for what we've already punched into Google. So have you ever, for example, wanted to purchase a new pair of sneakers or go on a holiday to a particular location and all of a sudden it looks like or it feels like everyone's wearing that pair of sneakers or everyone on Instagram is going to that place. It's not that everyone is wearing those sneakers or driving that car or carrying that hamburger or whatever. It is that your reticular activating system has punched it in and you're now searching to close that loop by searching for what it is. You're deleting everything else and only noticing the things that you are looking for. This is going to be really important for later on in our podcast episode. So let's do an example of this. I want you to, for a second, just if you can, if you're driving, well, you can probably do this when you're driving for the next 10 seconds. I want you to count the number of orange things that you see. Ready, set, go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, stop. All right, this is a very simple example. Think about how many orange things you saw. Okay, now how many blue things did you see? The reason I ask that question is because if you were focusing on one color, it's likely that you would have deleted a whole bunch of other blue things. That's a really very, very basic and very simple example of deletion. And just know we are doing it in every single moment. The second thing we do is distort information. And what this means is we make shifts in our experience of what we're taking in. We misrepresent, we distort our reality. We have it try to fit with what we already know. Have you ever broken up with a partner or you've been walking down the street And you think that you see someone, you think you see your ex or someone that you know. And when you get closer, oh, that's not actually who I thought it was. They don't look anything like them. I just thought it was that person. Or perhaps you have maybe been walking along and thinking that you saw a snake and it was actually just a stick. We distort information to fit what it is that we already know it makes it much easier for us to be in the world. We also distort our reality based on our biases. And what do I mean by that? I mean, based on the things that you value, based on the things you think are important, what you think is offensive, right? Two people can watch the same movie and one person will distort it to be the most inspiring thing. Another person will see a completely different storyline and might be really offended or think it's totally not funny. We're distorting things to match the reality that we live in, which is why we can have a difference of opinion. So that's an example of distortion. The third thing that we do is called generalization. Now, this is where we look at something and we make a conclusion on it based on the things that we have had experiences on before. Have I seen this before? Yes, no. Do I like it? Yes, no. We generalize things to help us quickly process what they are. It's one of the ways we learn. We take in the information. We draw conclusions about the world based on the experiences that we've had before in relation to this thing. But at its worst, it's how we take a single event and we also make it into a lifetime experience. So for example, you might've had a really, really horrible time at school and If you have, you might have made all learning mean that it was awful or perhaps you might have had a really wonderful experience with art when you were young. You loved art. It was nurtured in you as a child and you always believed that you are creative off the back of that one experience. That's what generalization is. It can work for us and it can work against us too. Ding dong. (laughs) Announcement. Before we go any further in today's episode, I'm giving you a heads up. My online certification, it's an NLP certification and coaching immersive with me. Be your own coach for the year of 2023, a virtual training and coaching experience. It's open right now. It will be closing in just a few days on December 15th. If you would like to learn to be your own coach with me or even start a new career or side hustle with me next year, now is your chance. This is a six month coaching and transformation immersion with me, which means you're going to be spending time learning to coach yourself, coach others and be coached by me. I'm going to be your coach, your teacher, it's open to anyone who is ready to transform and to learn the very best kept secret of high performance and healing. It's a coaching certification too, meaning you'll walk out at the end with the skills not only to use on yourself, but if you want to, other people as well. Maybe that's clients, family members, friends, colleagues, kids, or you can simply treat it as your next epic personal development experience. It'll change your life as it has mine. Go to haleycar.tv forward slash NLP training. I'll pop the link in the show notes. So, you can join me now these bonuses and the cart it's all going to be closing and going away on the 15th of December so make sure you jump over there now if you want to take advantage of this and join me for next year we have extended payment plans all kinds of wonderful things check it out all right let's get back to the episode okay so we have two million bits of information, we are deleting information, we're distorting information, and we are generalizing information across our whole experience from two million bits down to seven chunks of information. All right, I need to rewind for a second because the reason why you and I or you and your best friend or perhaps you and someone that you know will have different experiences of reality Is because we're taking in information through the senses. We take in 2 million bits of information. We're deleting, distorting, and generalizing it through what we call in NLP, our filters, our subconscious filters. So your filters... Are your values, the things that you think are important to you, your beliefs, the things that you think are true in the world, your attitudes, which are the frames of mind that you see the world through, your memories, which is how you remember your past experience, your decisions, what you've decided about that are true. So memories kind of perpetuate our beliefs. Decisions are like the cornerstones of beliefs. Your language, the language that you use to speak and communicate maybe it's your dialect but it also can be the language that you use to speak and communicate unconsciously with yourself as well and then number 7 is your meta programs and this is the way that you are organized unconsciously so meta programs is quite an advanced filter but if you think about meta programs it's kind of like are you always late Or are you always a little bit early? Do you notice the differences in a person before you notice the similarities between two people? These little ways that we're organized that would be considered a metaprogram. So you have values, beliefs, attitudes, memories, decisions, language, and metaprograms. These are the filters through which we are taking in information and deleting, distorting, and generalizing it. Now, what does that have to do with anything? Make this real, Haley. Okay, let's say you believe that you're not worth more than 75 grand a year. Maybe that sounds like a lot of money to you. Maybe it sounds like not a lot of money to you. But let's say that you decided at some point... And you have a belief that it is not possible to earn more than that amount without working so hard you would burn yourself out. Or maybe you saw someone in your family growing up who made lots of money, who then lost it or burnt out. And that was kind of an amount of money that you just don't go beyond. Now, what happens is we will delete any experience in that 2 million bits of information. We'll just completely delete an experience that doesn't match our current filters. We'll distort it to match our current filters. We'll generalize it to match our current filters. So think about this. If you have memories from the past, they may have generalized the way that you perceive the future and yourself in the present. If you have beliefs, the way that you experience belief is this is just the way the world works. So if the way the world works to you is that you have to work really hard or else you're going to burn out or you have to sacrifice yourself in a relationship in order for others to be happy, or it's not possible for you to earn more than $75,000 a year or a million dollars a year, put whatever number you want on it, then my friend, you will and you are deleting any piece of information that is entering your subconscious in every single moment that does not currently align with the filters that you have set. Isn't that scary? (laughs) It's like cool and it's scary. Now, the way this can work for us, right, is that if you have awesome beliefs about money, about the world, about yourself, about love, about possibility, about time, if you have beliefs that are really positive and aligned, you're going to effortlessly seek out and find more experiences that match with what you currently believe, what you've currently decided, your current memories. If you have um, goals that line up with what you already believe is true for you, you're going to move towards them without resistance. Do you see where I'm going with this? So if you don't believe something is possible for you, you've never maybe experienced it before, or you decided at some point it's not for you, or you've got a memory of it not necessarily working, or maybe it's not that that conscious even. Maybe you grew up in an environment. Environment where it was just never discussed, it was never talked about, it's, it's so unbelievably new, then it's highly likely that your deletion, distortion, and generalization are going to be skewed not in your favor. So we're always working with the subconscious to move it in your favor. And the way that we do that is by looking at, okay, what are the filters? What are your current filters? I have this distinction, which is change your filters you will change your life. If you change a belief, you start to let in information. Because if we have 2 million bits coming in, I like to think of it like there's a funnel on top of my head and that funnel has different layers of filters in it. One of them represents my beliefs, one of them represents my language, one represents my attitude and memories and so on. And it's kind of like you know, fit the square in the square hole, that kid's game, you know, if it doesn't match what's currently there, it's not going to make it in as part of my reality. So there could be opportunities every single minute of every single day, or I have the opportunity to be able to seek out experiences that match something else other than what I believe, but I don't think of it. I don't realize it. I don't remember it. I don't notice it when it's right in front of me. I just get on with my day completely oblivious to the fact that in every single moment there are opportunities for me to make more money than what I think I can make, but I don't even notice them because I'm deleting them, because my reticular activating system is not searching for them, because my filters do not align with them. So it's kind of like we have these 2 million bits of information, they're entering through our senses, they're getting deleted, distorted and generalized through the filter's which make our subconscious active and alive and distilled down to seven plus or minus two chunks of information. Those seven chunks become our entire experience of reality. (laughs) This is so cool because we all have these seven chunks. We all have them to play with. It's like being in a dark room with nothing but a torch and the light beam that your torch kicks off shines a light wherever it happens to be whatever you can see with the torch that's your chunks of reality now when we start going all the way back up the river to the very 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 source of where the water is starting the top of the mountain it's like switching the light on and going ah oh, well, this experience is okay, but I'd really like to experience more money. I'd really like to be a naturally better communicator. I would really like to naturally have my happiness barometer a little higher. I'd naturally like to ask more for what I want. I would naturally like to believe that I am worthy as a human being. I would naturally not like to be carrying around this anger or this resentment or this fear or this shame or this guilt or this grief. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get my torch and point it over there where it's a bit better and now I'm going to turn off the light and then on we go back down to where we were at the river. Without having to think about it, our seven plus or minus two chunks become an entirely different reality when we shift the filters through which the information is getting sorted, deleted, distorted and generalized. Now you might have to or want to listen to this podcast multiple times to kind of hear it. This is something that I teach in Depth over six months in my NLP training. And it is so incredibly important because so often we are trying so very, very hard to achieve goals in spite of ourselves, in spite of our beliefs, in spite of our decisions, in spite of our attitudes, in spite of our language, in spite of our meta programs, in spite of our values, right? In spite of our memories. If we don't clear the decks, if we don't clear the slate, if we don't make sure that none of that stuff is holding us back, we are effectively carrying around that backpack full of boulders. And yes, we can achieve things, but it's such an effort. Why would we do it without checking in with subconscious first? So much of what we do, success, failure, it's not actually conscious. And so often when we try to make the subconscious conscious, like when we're consciously thinking about it, it's kind of like patting your head, rubbing your tummy, tapping your toe at the very same time and trying to look at all three of those things and think about what you're doing and answer a question at the same time, you get like muddled in what you're thinking because you can't think about what you're not supposed to think about without thinking about it, right? It gets in the way. Your subconscious is a completely different beast to your conscious mind. Your subconscious's main, 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 main priority is to keep you alive. It controls every part of your body. The blinking, the breathing, the reproducing, the digesting, the healing, the thinking, the automation, all the things, the automatic strategies that happen, your conscious mind's main objective is to avoid pain. Sometimes in order for us to stay alive, we have to deal with something that's kind of painful. And this is why the conscious mind is like, well, I'm supposed to avoid pain. So I'm not going to go there and think about, what I don't want to think about because it's painful and the subconscious is saying, hey, if you want to achieve this goal, we've got to move through this like stuff that's holding us back. We've also got to look at what you believe about the world, which says no one who comes from my background or my family or my history can do these kinds of things. We're going to be in our own way for the rest of our lives. This is why it irks me, right? Because if everyone knew this, we would start at the source. We would make sure that we were a clean slate before we begin. It is the best investment of time and energy we can give ourselves because then we're not carrying around a boulder for the rest of our lives. So what are you going to do with this information? I want you to start Just thinking about it. I want you to understand the reticular activating system. I want you to research it. I want you to look into it. I want you to think about, like, hmm, what are the patterns in my past? Have I experienced maybe the same boss over and over again? Have I experienced similar situations that have repeated themselves where I feel like I'm just banging my head against a wall or I've hit a glass ceiling in my life and I'm not getting through it? It might be time to start looking at some coaching, it might be time to start learning about the subconscious as well. So I hope this has been insightful. There's so much information on the internet about this. Feel free to listen to it 10 more times if you need to. I know it's a little bit of a mind bender, but I love this reminder so much that this is just natural. It's what we do. So the more we can change at a subconscious level, the more effortless it is to create what we want down the track. That's the main message of today. So, think about those patterns. Reach out if you've got questions. If you would like to learn more about this from me, of course, you know my NLP training is open. We go so deep into this, into be your own coach. You will be excellent at being able to uncover this for yourself and others. And if not, feel free to just go through and read what's on my website. Go down a YouTube rabbit hole, research it for yourself. It's so incredibly mind blowing. I hope that this inspires something for you today. Remember, everything you want is so much closer than you think. It's usually a result of changing something at the subconscious level and stay curious, stay open. I will see you soon. Ciao.